0: Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term Show, Nick and I sit down with Jay Shaw, who runs Welcome Home Property Management. Yes, he's one of those crazy people who manages properties. It is not a very forgiving job. I feel like he's doing all of us a favor by doing what he's doing. And on this episode, we go through everything around property management, managing your own properties. We specifically dive into tenants, how to find tenants, how to screen tenants, the process for trying to find great tenants. So Jay breaks down some of his process is in his thinking after managing hundreds and hundreds of properties. So we go through all of that together on this episode, along with Nick. And if you are listening to this, we want you to know we updated the Your Life, Your Terms app. So we have an app. If you search on the iTunes store, the Apple store, or if you uh, search on Google play, basically wherever you find your apps, you're going to find the, your life, your terms app, just search your life, your terms, it'll pop up. And when you get that, if you're not a rockstar inner circle member, you won't be able to log in, but what you will get are uh, access to all the podcasts, all the videos, all the different things that we put out are organized on the app for you. So you have one spot to get a whole bunch of our content. And if you are a rockstar inner circle member, you can log in and you can get a big chunk of the benefits that you get as a rockstar. Inner Circle members. So for example, the monthly newsletters that we put out to all members that are 12 pages long, that have the member of the month story sharing how they're finding their properties and what they're doing with their properties, along with the different articles that we all write, they're all available. They are for you now on the app. They're all PDF'd, you get easy access to them. They load super fast. The app is now super fast. So there's been a big update to that app. And when you log in, you can use the password and sorry, the email address and password that you use to log into the Rockstar member site will also work on the app. So that's how you get into the app. And if you're a member, you can get access to all the information. So if you're not a member, there's information for you. And if you are a member, there's information. If you're not a member, I think one of my favorite features is the podcast section of the app. The videos and the audio are all organized for you there. So you can search for your life, your terms. Your Life, Your Tombs? Your Life, Your Terms app, wherever you're finding your apps. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you
1: ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge?
2: Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Terms show with Tom and Nick Caradza. Are you ready?
0: Let's go. We are live with Jay Shaw and Nicholas Alexander Karadsa, my brother. Do you have a middle name, Jay?
2: I do, but it's oh. uh, under lock and key. Is it? Yes.
0: Oh, you use it for a password. <laughs> you must be using it for a password. Hey, um, I you, what uh, Nick? That's my Turkish coffee. coffee. What I know, is no, that? It's nice. It's I like it. it. This is this is a gift from Egypt, and you make Turkish coffee with this. And, and uh, I wasn't offered one, I'm sure. No, I haven't fired the thing up yet. I need to get some, I think I have to get some rubbing alcohol to put it in there to burn. And uh, I was just telling Nick, actually, it's funny. It's
1: probably not rubbing alcohol. It's probably like kerosene or something, No.
0: Tequila. I don't know the you instructions. Know I, the, right? no, the instructions I got: where you can go to Shoppers Drug Mart and get like rubbing alcohol. Oh, I had no idea <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> or, I'm gonna try it on the weekend, so I'll tell you. Oh boy, uh, I'll tell you if I have to increase the insurance in my house before <laughs> I start this. Hey, you're—he's a property manager. We should say if you, if you, if you make Turkish coffee on an open flame in your house, do you
2: have to change any of your like tenants' insurance? No, on? you want to talk to Todd O'Donnell about that? Yeah. He'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I, I
1: think insurance companies love open flames. That's their favorite thing to have.
0: Hi, I have an open flame always in my house it's not a candle (laughs) do i need to change my insurance and i'm running with scissors (laughs) and i run around (laughs) in circles with scissors half drunk we had in one
1: of our early lease agreements we had a portable hot plate it's like a specific clause about not having portable hot plates yeah in in the room because i think that's that's because at at that time they
0: were popular well i think it was popular because i swear when we took over that student rental there was grown adults living in some of the student rooms and they had hot plates. Cause they were using that room as like their whole living quarters.
1: Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah. I forget. I forget. When where, we very
0: going. first uh, of the property you're talking about where we yeah. put that in, i I swear we were young, so we didn't really know, but I think there was like, so you were those landlords, were you? What, what the landlords didn't doing? know what we were doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If that's what you're asking, then yes, hundred yeah. percent. That was us. We had no clue what we were doing. We were <laughs> petrified and clueless. And, but I think we had some older guys. Like late twenties, early thirties, and I, I think don't, were, I don't remember, but maybe. I think they were living in there in the hot plate, but yeah, that was funny. Hot plates, people had little fridges, hot plates, the air conditioners in their unit. Basically, little fridges
1: are still fairly common, I think.
0: Yeah, I think everybody wants a they little They call f-
2: those beer fridges now.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a good sorry point. Good. So, when I went to, <laughs> I didn't get
2: the update on the little fridge. When I it's went a to beer when fridge I, When I went to university, the uh, the companies they had those companies that would rent out those fridges and they had two sets of flyers ones that they would give to the parents with you could put your milk and your your food in there and then the other ones that they gave to the students that was full of beer and liquor so
1: hold <laughs> All on the, they've <laughs> rented there was a company that rented yeah. those fridges for for, yeah. for student
2: rooms for, for the year you, you could rent them for i think it was like 250 bucks for the year and uh i forgot what the name of the company was but they they would show up with like a u-haul and it would be full of these you know these bar fridges and they had a i never thought about fridges. that what a good a, did you go to school in the states oh i went to school out east Wow!
0: Yeah, because yeah,
1: those things to buy those things. I mean, think now they're probably five hundred bucks, maybe not even that. So that time they were even less. It was probably sixty percent of the value of a fridge. The numbers would work out on that, even if you got two years out of it. And Are you from out east?
2: Program. No, I grew up in northern Ontario. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I guess maybe there's probably nothing going on out there. So everybody was just getting hammered, and they needed their own supply.
2: <laughs> I went off. to visit a
1: friend in university when he was out there. Yeah, and that's basically why we went <laughs> to visit. Are yeah. social?
2: Yeah. They're just very social. Why do we, you, you know, paint them with a bad? No, wish. it's not painting anyone.
0: It's funny. I, I'm trying to think of the furthest east I've been in Canada, and it was once Montreal. No, I went to Quebec City Pickering. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Pickering. Pickering, and yeah. since then it's basically Montreal. I have not been further east what? than Canada. You're yeah. missing out. We fly right over and go right to Europe. No. We just skip it all. And then we don't go really to Vancouver often. We basically are barely Canadians. <laughs> we don't even know Canada.
1: We do go to the U.S. much more than we go to anywhere yeah, in Canada. There you yeah.
0: go. We know a lot of the U.S. and we know Europe. I feel like if I was lost in Ontario, I might not know where I was. What country is this? <laughs> where am I? <laughs> anyway, I feel like we were drinking this Turkish coffee. Right, okay. Um, and anyway. Back to the Turkish coffee. It's a really thick coffee. And when we used to visit our relatives in Croatia, because in that part of the world, it has an Italian influence because the Romans kind of like ran things through there. But then the Ottoman Empire, like there was like a, there's a Hungarian, like they eat goulash there, Hungarian influence. There's all these different influences because basically always under attack, always different uh, countries kind of ruling that different area. And uh, we would go visit family over there. And if we went to visit a friend with our family in that area, they would often brew up Turkish coffee, and then some of the older ladies there, after you would drink the coffee, they would read the bottom of the coffee cup because the the Turkish coffee would just leave this little stain, kind of like an espresso cup might, at the bottom, and they would read it like a tea leaf or like the palm of your hand and give you like a, you know, a, like a palm reading kind of thing from your Turkish coffee and tell you your future, Jay. So if you're ever confused about where interest rates are going next, what I'm trying to tell you is you need to drink Turkish coffee and find some lady to tell you where interest rates are well, going. Well, I was based thinking we account. could have
2: that. If we have any tenant-related issues on how we should deal with them, we'll just brew the Turkish coffee and we'll read the tea leaves. It's yeah, not, not looking so good for <laughs> you, Mr. Tenant. So what is going on?
0: <laughs> so we were chatting before we started recording about uh, what are you seeing out there? Like now we're entering, uh, I think we were talking about like, you know, as you get into Christmas, it's a slower time. First of all, the whole market's slower. But it's a slower time of year, naturally, from now until Christmas. Um, how are you finding things if someone does have a vacancy in a property? First of all, are you seeing a lot of vacancies in and in, uh, in the geograph- geographical area that you work in? And um, what's the demand like for those vacancies? Can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah,
2: no. Um, so I think... And the market's been transitioning since March, right? I think the the peak we saw was, you know, up to February was the peak of the market. And then you're talking about real estate prices or demand from tenants, uh, real estate prices, okay. Right? which kind of leads into what the demand was or is, right? Um, so what we saw once March hit from March to about September, we saw no change in the market. Like the rental market was still strong. We were seeing properties being filled um, you know, roughly 30 days or so, 30 to 40 days, um, we work the Hamilton Niagara market. So that's kind of just for context, what we're doing. Um, and then as we go into the fall, it's typically the slower season. So once there's a big rush for everyone to move for September one. And the big reason for that is that kids want, or uh, tenants want to get their kids in the right school district. There's the the back to, sc- or back to school, back to work, right? I mean, that was kind of thrown out the window with COVID and you know, working remotely and stuff like that. But we've seen those principles stay true. What we're seeing now is we're, you know, we're middle of November now. It's starting to slow a little bit, but that's seasonal, right? The other thing is that we've seen a consistent demand of properties and of tenants, right? So, um, you know, what we're seeing is similar to what's been going on in previous years. Um, But we're seeing, you know, we're seeing properties still rent, right? Like, and I think the biggest thing now is What do you need to do? Because at the end of the day, you can't just throw it on Facebook, throw it on Kijiji, throw it on rentals.ca and hope for the best. You have to differentiate yourself from the market and from your competitors, right? I mean, a lot of Rockstar members are in uh, in the markets that we service and a lot of Rockstar members are our clients. And we say to them, like, we have to find ways to differentiate yourself because a lot of the properties that we represent are very similar. They're very similar in finishes and location, and and it's all the principles that that you and Nick uh, teach. But if two if we have, it can't just be on price. You have to find two things equal. You know what's going to push the push that tenant to go with your property over you know the other member's property.
0: And what are some other things? You're giving me flashbacks to like I think when we really first started, I guess in 2008. I think we went through a little brief period where we had some investors actually offer like half a month's rent do you remember that period it was really brief where some people were offering like incentives financial incentives to rent a house and that all disappeared and we haven't seen it since um but we remember a time when people were kind of doing that kind of thing just to differentiate and get attention mm-hmm. on their property so you're saying right now people have to do that to, to not necessarily
2: property? have to do it but it's like if, if you're sitting on there like i mean we're not at 30 to 40 days right now when we go into the slower season It's usually north of 45 so you're roughly about 60 days or so to fill a property right in the slowest season, and when is
0: the slowest season december
2: it's between december and february is the slowest so basically once september first hits demand goes down each and every month you know no one wants to move in in the dead of winter no one wants to move in january february and then march we start to see that pick up again
0: okay so for if i had a vacancy Mm i knew that was coming Um, in between December and end of January, what would be some of the thing? And I was going to hire you guys. What would, what would be some of the things that you would like me to do or say, or to have in the house to differentiate it from other properties?
2: Yeah. Um, so one of the questions we always get asked, it's like, should we stage it? Right. Should we stage it? And we always say. Uh, no, you don't need to, right? I mean, but like the things that you have to do is you have to, you know, you have to put things out that people will see, like they're looking at two members' houses, right? Like price is obviously a big one. That's, but price is always number four. There's four things that move a property. Number one is the location. Number two is the photos, right? Number three is the copy. So how you present and tell the story of the property. And number four is price. Price is always number four. It's not number one. So, I mean, location, we can't really do a lot about. Photos is something you can do. So it's like, let's not cheap out. Let's not use iPhone photos, right? And that's something that I teach in the class here. It's that, so spend just money. so
0: you know, when you're talking about stuff, there's a whole bunch of people here that are listening to this podcast that are not rockstar members or not just so, just so when you're explaining stuff, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, but so, keep going. So those are the four things.
2: So those are the four things. I mean, one thing I would say is do professional photos, spend the money. You're likely going to spend roughly about 150 bucks on photos. But the benefit of that is that you can use those photos over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. it's not just $150 and it's done you know, you can easily use them on the next turn and potentially the next turn, right? Spend the money now and do it.
0: That's such a good point because when you have a property that's vacant, you're always scrambling for freaking photos and good photos are hard to take even on an iPhone lately with a wide angle lens. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be as good as a professional photographer getting in there, taking the photos. And a lot of the photos, you're so right on this because, and the reason I think this is hitting home, we were just dealing with a property where the photos were kind of garbage, and people didn't realize the importance of those photos getting cuz a small if you could walk into a small room and take a picture even with a an iPhone on the wide angle lens it just and if it's vacant too mm-hmm. then it just kind of looks really crappy so good pictures really matter
1: yeah i still use mine on one of the uh, uh, my old family home i don't know we moved out of that thing like 8 or 9 years ago and the last time that i was looking for people living there now for a few years i think i've only been through th- two sets of tenants so maybe it was 6 years after I took the photos. I use them again. Like I'll, yeah. I'll, and if these people left tomorrow, I'd use the same photos I took 9 years ago. I, I mean totally. the flooring's roughly it's like, it's all close enough to the same. There's been a few things that have been changed, but yeah. it's close enough and they're all good photos, you, you know.
2: The challenge is like you spend all this money to acquire the property and then when we go and say like I mean we, it, you know if we work together we we hire a photographer that goes out and does all the all the professional photos, right? That was a decision we made a couple years ago because we thought it was the right thing to do. We got away, like when I first started the company, got away with, you know, the iPhone, the iPhone. photos and and they look good, right? Like, I mean, like, you, you, know, can we get all, it,
0: you can get it done. It's just not serving you. It's not, well, fine.
2: we've all got the iPhone. It's all, you know, three, you know, three lenses, stuff like that. They take good photos, right? But, it, you know, if you want to differentiate yourself from the crowd, spend the money, but it's like, we spend this money to do it, right? To buy the property and put all this money into it. And it's like, you want me to spend $150? You're crazy. And it's like, no, I do want you to do it because we're business owners. We're not landlords right? That's the, that was the like running
0: this. joke in here for so long. We're like, why can we do such a great job of working with investors to get them to buy a beautiful property, but we can't get them at the time. It was like 40 bucks to run a classified ads to actually rent out the property. They would complain on the $40 for the classified ads. G-G. Like I'm bucks. not going to spend the $5 to bump this thing. Um, but on the, uh, on the photos, you know what sometimes served us well? If we were If we had a property where for whatever reason we weren't getting a lot of traction with that property, we we would take if we had a video with it, we actually would take the video down because what we found was happening was that people would see the video and through a video, sometimes it's not like real life. So the video might be beautiful, mm-hmm. but they're concluding through the video that, oh my gosh, they've seen enough here. They saw the photos and they've seen a video, property's not for them. And when properties were slow, we found taking the video off actually helped us mm-hmm. and got more people to the property.
1: Some people actually excluded themselves thinking they couldn't afford the property when in fact they could. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that as well. So, so we realized that, yeah, it was more important to get people to the property, which is the photo serve that purpose more so than the video felt like it was, they were, they were taking a tour and thinking that was it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, good pictures. And then on copy. So copy, you want to spend time writing it because like the biggest thing that everyone wants to do once they purchase the property, uh, or if they're relisting it, right. They want to get it up as quickly as, but I got to get it rented. I got to get it up as quickly as possible. And what you want to do is you need to spend some time writing this and, and, uh, you know, what I, what I tell people is you want to spend roughly 20 to 30 minutes writing this thing, because just like buying your principal residence, it's an emotional experience. Well, tenants are, you know, likely moving a family into there. It's an emotional experience for them. So you have to kind of tug at those heartstrings. You have to use those, you know, surrounding words, the surrounding language. You have to paint the picture on why they're going to want to move into your property as opposed to the other one. Like we used to use language like home sweet home in the North End you know, um, you know, private garden oasis. Like we, we used to use words and phrases like that, that would tug at heartstrings and help paint the picture of why they needed to be in your property as opposed to someone else's. Really garden oasis. I know, I know. It's just flowering. You you liked
0: it. You liked it. It wasn't me, (laughs) but no, uh, I, and yeah, I, I think, things that also worked for us in that regard around the copy was we would always say major intersection, uh, intersections, shopping malls, um, time to a go train station, time mm-hmm. to a yep. major other intersection, just so that if someone was looking at a place, they wouldn't rule it out thinking, Oh, I can't live there. Cause it's going to take me too long to get to work or to wherever they were going. So we would do stuff like that as well. So we would try to write the copy mm-hmm. and put in like these other things that sometimes were kind of missed on yeah. properties. But I think that's a, a that's a good, Good point. Nick always believed in painting the picture that you describe, like writing about the backyard. I remember that one house, Nick, up on the Hamilton Mountain. Remember we discovered we had a pear tree?
1: You discovered that. You love that pear tree more than anything. Oh right. Really? Oh, my God, there's a pear tree. They can sit here and look at the pear tree. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. No, I like no, the no. I like the patio in the back. I was like, as long as they can sit on the patio, who cares if there's a tree there? Or yeah.
0: Not? So in the copy we wrote that you could have you could pick your own pears, that you had a pear tree in the backyard. People did
1: and, like it. Some people came to the property saying,
0: Oh, is that the pear tree? The, so So this yeah. stuff, the oasis comments, is that my garden oasis over there? And you could say yes.
2: You could we, put a sign and saying, This is your garden oasis. Here. We we had this property, I think it was last summer we were filling it for an investor and it was a a triplex and it was a studio on the third floor and i swear there had to be a hundred stairs going to the top and 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 the what you say
1: workout included every day but
2: you know how we described it is that being the best shape of your life climbing a hundred stairs up and down every every morning and every night and people came and they did either one of two things counted the stairs they counted the stairs Or they came and they were like, oh, my God, all those stairs. And you're like, it's the first line in the ad. It's proof that sometimes you can have great copy and they still won't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally see people counting
0: the stairs. Um, On that note, with like duplexes, legal second suite accessory apartments and stuff like that. Do you manage those kinds of properties as well? How are you handling noise complaints? Do you have a way? Are you setting expectations before people move in? Or do you not manage properties where you're like clearly this is going to be a problem with noise with the upstairs and downstairs person? I just say that because yeah. some properties that we've owned, the floor it, it's it might as well be a freaking amplifier mm-hmm. from one side
2: of the house or one level of the house to the other side of the house. Um, to be honest, we don't really have a lot of problems with that. We don't have a lot of people calling to complain uh, or concerns about it. Um, I think as part of the screening process, what we do is we're very upfront with, um, uh, with the people, like, especially like the people moving in downstairs, where it's like, if you have a family with two young kids, like my little guy's five, and he has, you know, two lead feet. So, uh, you know, I kind of pity the guy who lives uh, in the basement of my house. But it's like, I said that right out in the front end. I'm like, listen, I have, you know, for me, anyways, I'm like, I have two young kids, like, you know, they, they get up early. Uh, and he was a single guy and he was fine with that. But like in our vetting process, what we do is, um, sometimes we get the tenants, they ask the questions. They're like, who lives upstairs? And it's like, we have to be careful in terms of what we can say and how much we can say for, you know, privacy reasons and stuff like that. But what we can say is that there is a young family that lives upstairs, right? Um, they do have kids, like things like that. So that then the applicant can choose whether they screen themselves in, screen themselves out. And I mean, the benefit to working with a property management company is that, if that's not a fit for them like we had um you know a, a, an applicant lose out on a property last week um and they were you know disappointed we're like hey we have one two two blocks over for a hundred dollars cheaper so we we're able to redirect them over there cool.
0: yeah what are you doing on uh, credit? credits sc- what's your favorite credit screening technique now is it a a, a, a service or are you what are you doing for that
2: Yeah, so um, actually, really interesting story. So we were really early adopters. We'll decide if it's an
0: interesting story, Jay, okay? You tell a story and then we will tell you. (laughs) Sorry, I'm uh, I'm bothering you. Is that what the Turkish coffee is saying? I I had too much coffee. I had too much coffee. (laughs) Go ahead.
2: My my apologies. We we were early adopters at Neighborly back in 2016 when they first came to Canada. Um, And then this year they had a bit of a, I guess, a technology glitch and a staffing issue. Um, so we made a switch, we switched our provider in, I guess, the end of April and we switched to another, um, we switched to another provider. Um, and that's worked out really well for us. Like, I mean, we've been able to get the, the service that we want. We get the, you know, credit reports we want in a timely manner. Um, and the user interface is really, um, uh, the user interface is really uh, positive. Like the, the applicants like it, it's quick, it's seamless. Um, and then once we have that, we get, Wait, which answer. one are you using now? Uh, we're using a program called certain.
0: And then what is it? So it tells you it's telling you income. It's so, telling you. Does yeah. it do social media
2: check? So it does it does income, uh, background, social media, credit score. Um I'm sure there's one I'm forgetting here. Is
0: that one I can I can't remember. I think it's very fast that's doing the one where it checks your bank accounts. Like if if the no, tenant No, we don't we don't you don't do that one.
2: We've tried that. We've tried it a couple yeah. times. Um it didn't work? So the problem was this, right? Is that we got we we beta tested it with a few people and we got some pretty hard pushback. And I had a really Because the
0: tenants didn't want to give up their ten, banking and
2: tenants didn't want to give it out, number one. And I had a really hard time myself like trying trying to push that because like if it were me, I wouldn't be prepared or willing to give that information, right? Yeah, I got you want it. to pull my credit? Great, pull my credit. But it's like, you want me to link my bank account? I'm like, eh.
0: Okay, so for anyone listening who's not aware, some of these services, if the tenant puts in their banking information for TD or BMO or RBC, there's actually APIs, like which is an application programming interface for the the, the techie crowd out there, where these services will tie into the bank, which is, I didn't know this was legal, mm-hmm. and pull out their deposits for payroll and see things like if they're buying stuff at pet value or whatever, so that you can see if they're buying pets, if they're telling you they have no
2: pets, but they're shopping at pet value,
0: it becomes, well, I think I told you
2: that story last time, right? We had a client and he asked us to run a secondary application using that program. And the tenant didn't disclose that they had pets, but when we ran their credit through that, these purchases. no, there was a, there was a vet bill. Oh god. Right? Oh, that's and, funny.
1: And Yeah, no the, the where we heard that from is that's one one that they, they use in their like sales pitch of why this works. But I hadn't heard that story before. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's why they use in their pitch. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> a really good one. Yeah. Um but I can see on a few tenants recently um I th- we've had pushback too where we've just heard the tenants I uh, could see that. I wouldn't that wouldn't, I wouldn't be my wa- thing
1: my thing either. But. I think
0: maybe the younger crowd gets more and more used to it, but I think maybe if you're haven't been through that before, you're like what are you asking for? Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so you so how are you checking income then pay stubs and that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, so they have to um, they have to upload either an employment letter or two recent pay stubs within the last thirty days. Got it. And then we put that into the algorithm, and it basically kind of gives us a thumbs up, thumbs down. What,
1: how are you verifying those? Because those pay stubs are so fraudulent. Like there's, there's, it's so common for them to be fraudulent. In, yeah. In rentals, not just in mortgages.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Good question. So we actually, uh, we actually phone. The company, right? And we don't phone the company with the phone number that's on the oh, app, Yeah, you look it up online. We look it up yeah. online. We Google it, and then we phone the main line. And that's challenging too, because like for privacy laws, it's kind of like they can't tell you anything. They're like, we can confirm they work here, and that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. right? You can't like we can ask like what's their title. We can't tell you that. Can you confirm that their salary is X? And I and kind of, I kind that. of agree with that. I mean, like I don't know, there's got to be some line. Well, if someone's somewhere.
1: calling just out of the blue, yeah. Yeah, 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 that that kind of that makes sense. Yeah. That, that's why you do get. Employment letters, but if you're calling someone you can confirm they work there from that front You know with that line and they do have some sort of proof of employment from that company Generally, you yeah. can get you know You get an idea that there's some truth to it It'd be like know?
0: someone calling here and saying, can you confirm your brother drives a pickup truck and, and wears flannel shirts now and listens to country <laughs> yeah. country music. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you he forgot does. the cowboy
1: hats cowboy boots yeah. with Spurs yeah. and the, the rifle. Oh, you don't have the
0: cowboy boots w- yet. What have about you the, seen his truck outside Jay? You have a truck? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I
2: no can't miss it. Oh, yeah, even a midlife crisis.
1: No, (laughs) maybe we should talk. We should (laughs) talk about the rifles and the shotgun in the back of the truck too. Yeah, you don't want to mess around with
0: Nick. Well,
2: there was an election.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. So uh, where were we? Income checks. Yeah, the 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 vet bills. So you you're getting pay stubs. You call and verify. You said upload. Is that to your um, property management company's like
2: Portal itself or somewhere else? A service you're so they get what happens. So they. Pay for the application, so that we we charge for the application. Okay. The third party charges for the application, and, and then they get a link by email, to fill out the application, which goes to the third party provider's website, and then they take them. Through. So it's getting it all done there. Exactly, and okay. then they provide us a package like. That's with, certain doing that. Correct. Okay. And then they provide us the package with the the application, the credit the credit report, all the documents, and then we package that and we underwrite that. And by that, what we mean is we send it to the owner. Right, we basically say here we summarize everything. Here's what's good, here's what's not so good. We make a recommendation. Okay, at the end of the day, it's up to the owner to say, I'm comfortable moving forward, or I'd like to keep looking.
0: A challenge we often had with investors was a sense of urgency. If they were filling the property themselves and they actually got some people to fill out applications when they were showing it, sometimes they would wait like three or four or five days yeah. to run stuff and then rev- then wait two or three days to maybe call us to get our opinion on some questions they had or whatever so Absolutely. a week yeah. would go by and when we, whenever we discovered a week we're like we don't even have to have this conversation we're positive the yeah. tenant has moved on mm-hmm. to find something else have you do you have like a specific timeline or strategy yep. that you like to work with yeah what is that
2: yeah we basically put in that email that summarizes everything that, Um, 24 hours. For the tenant or the landlord to to get back? For the landlord to get back to us. And we just say, if we don't hear back from you, then we'll proceed in moving them to another property.
0: Okay, what about if you have multiple tenants who are interested in a property, do you just do a first come first serve or... Um, Is there a strategy for getting them to kind of quickly fill out the documentation that you need? Because sometimes a tenant will say, I'm interested, but the missing piece, like the income verification, is taking them like three days and you got somebody else kind of knocking at the door. How do you you handle that one? Yeah, so
2: I mean, what we do is through our leasing agents, we have them follow up and basically say there is another offer, right? So if you're interested, we need it like by... We, we try and do it like auction style, right? Where it's like, we need to buy six o'clock today. Okay. And then we package it all. And as they come in, our team summarizes, underwrites that, gets it ready. Um, and then we send those documents to the owner. And we basically say, we need an answer in 24 hours. Yeah. And we've had it where like owners have gotten back to us in 72 hours. And they're like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to move forward. And we're like, yeah, they're gone. We, we just placed them in another property. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the owners, and,
0: I'm sure, always look at you like, well, what what, what took you so long? But usually it's the landlord it's, or owner themselves dragging their feet.
2: Well, and there's not much we can do, right? Like we we tell them on the front end and that's part of what we do. Like when we onboard a new uh, owner, whether it's for management or for lease only services, we, we basically uh, on the forefront, you're going to get an application. You need to make when you get that application, you need to make a decision in 24 hours. How
0: right? do you handle... Investors, I don't know if you do this proactively, who say, Well, I want to add an addendum to the Ontario Standard Lease because I got my, I know you guys are the pros, like I know you guys are the pros, but my, you know, my uh, garage maintenance agreement or, you know, is the best garage maintenance agreement you've ever seen. And it's a separate garage on this
2: property. So I need them to sign off on, on this thing. Well, they usually, they usually have all those surprises at the 11th hour. So they're like, yeah, "Yeah, I want to, I want to charge for the garage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking "Uh, about. uh, (laughs) Why didn't you tell us this on the front end? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) How do you handle all that stuff? So we basically, we like, if they, it's like anything else, no one likes surprises. Tenants don't like surprises. No. So we tell them like, we can go with them, but they're probably going to walk. Right. So at the 11th hour, if you're doing this, like that's not negotiating in good faith, that's actually negotiating in bad faith. Mm -hmm. Right. So on our intake forms what we have, is there anything that we have that open ended question? Is there anything else that you need to tell us about the property? Mm -hmm. Got it. Right. So if it's not in there and we've done that, we're like, oh, I told you. And it's like, here's the form. There's nothing in here about, you know, the garage. Right. So
0: and then you're using the Ontario standard lease, I assume. Do you have and do you just use the lease as is? Do you have some favorite? Um, You know uh, some clauses that you want to put in there or or not. How do you what's your definitely
2: don't just use the Ontario standard lease. Okay. Yeah, you need to have an addendum or an appendix to it. So our appendix is I think it's 15 pages and it covers everything from. Smoking and can't. Everyone
1: says their addendums like covers everything. Yeah. Everyone's got yeah. Everyone's Everybody got, has the best. Anyone that, that creates their own is, but, is like mine's the best. Listen,
0: <laughs> I've seen a whole bunch of addendums. I, I have written the platinum version. And to be fair, other.
1: they're probably ninety percent of all of them are probably the exact same because they're <laughs> exactly. copied from one to yeah, another exactly. to another. Yeah. But why, exactly.
0: but but you're saying that
2: obviously for a reason. So what are some of the highlights or what So I bought mine. Okay. I bought mine from You know, a paralegal Mm -hmm. who wrote it, and it was written like a paralegal. Yeah. Um. And then I basically just took like it's comprehensive from A to Z, and I said, I want that, I want that, and I want that, right? So it's like, and he sells that appendix right online, like, and I encourage everyone, including the class that I teach here at Rockstar. Um, the gentleman's name is Harry Fine. Uh, he was an adjudicator once upon a time at the landlord-tenant board, and now he's a paralegal representing just landlords. Uh, and he teaches people on how to be a landlord and he te- he sells this appendix. Um, and I think it's a hundred bucks. It's the best hundred bucks you'll ever spend because it has everything. So like some of the clauses that we have in it is how does parking work? How do utilities work? Smoking and cannabis. Yeah, got it. So right. it's
0: all very clear. Right. Sure. Even if it's stuff that is, uh, some of it I'm sure is obvious, but it's just very clear when it's written down and someone has to sign off, It beca- it, it removes any gray area can save you a lot of awkward conversation, especially I'd imagine for any duplexes or legal second suite stuff in those situations specifically, Mm -hmm. I think that stuff really matters like garbage, who's taking it, where I remember on, on one of ours, people were arguing about the garbage. Like, you know, they're putting their blue boxes too close to my blue boxes, you know? And I was like, really, this is how we're (laughs) going to spend Tuesday morning talking about (laughs) blue boxes.
2: (laughs) But uh, So that's cool. That wasn't, okay. the pear, that wasn't the pear tree house, was it? No, that was okay.
0: this is a different house. No. No, this is a house where I took Aiden once. We had to collect rent in the basement. And I'm like, Aiden, you got to come with me. I collected rent. I went downstairs in the basement. And we're having a little bit of our noise problem with these people in the basement. And they opened the door just to crack, which is just already suspicious. And we thought they had other people there, but we were trying to get like proof of this. And I could see a bed through a little crack that was like in the family room area that they had set up. And I put my foot and block them from closing the Ooh, door. And I just remember, yeah, yeah, that was my advanced <laughs> landlord. That's A, hey, that's landlording. I should uh, teach Advanced that, I should teach that in the class. That's it, yeah. You just jam your foot right in there with your like, Ten-year-old son right behind you. I remember he's right behind me. And uh, looking back at this was all stupid. I shouldn't have done that. But uh, and I was looking in. I'm like, hey, is there anyone else living in here with you? And they're like, no, no. And they're trying to shove the door closed. And uh, anyway, I ended up getting the rent and leaving. Um, and then we found out that uh, that's how we found out if someone wants to move people into your house, friend or family member, and they're not on the lease. That's totally fine in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and the other tenants were co- starting to complain about the noise because there was more people living there, but they wouldn't sign off. I think it's on an N6, a landlord-tenant board, a document. I think it was an N6, like disturbance of my reasonable enjoyment of my house or, or whatever it was. N5. I, I, and Is it an N5? Okay, I don't know why this situation might have been an N6, but N5 for that then. So if it was an N5, I couldn't get them to sign off on it. So... Um, they were complaining that there was noise by the other tenants and mm-hmm. their enjoyment of their house was being disturbed, but they wouldn't sign off on this document. And it turned into this kind of just like circle. He fast said she said. Yeah, and it was he, really difficult, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, sorry. I don't know where we were. It took us off. I took us off track yet again. I um, think we were talking about advan- the yeah. So, but you should add stick foot indoor as an advanced land learning technique. Okay. okay? I'll, I'll, like, I'll this talk is about big that. time. I'll talk about that tonight. Yeah. 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 I'll talk <laughs> Can, about that. I'm teaching the class. Yeah, that tonight, class is so tonight. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. so I'll, I'll talk about that tonight. So thank you. Oh yeah. Hey, no problem. Yeah.
2: Can you write that down on that sheet? Then? Yeah. No.
0: Don't. You know what? Listen. <laughs> trust You'll <you're> probably listen. <laughs> I know that's super advanced. You'll remember it. Just you know. But if you do that, remember to wear running shoes because they're a little softer and they kind of you know.
2: What about cowboy boots like Nick has? Cowboy
0: boots do okay. a good job. With, spurs, the, with so spurs. You know why yeah. cowboy boots are actually really good? Because they're thinner at the front, so you can kind of wedge it in, oh. you know, where a running shoe would will bend a little That's bit. True. So. That's
1: true. That's true. Look, if you walk around with anything with spurs, no one's going to mess with you actually, automatically. If you collect
0: rent... In Ontario, with cowboy boots and spurs, I would say you're going to collect the rent. <laughs> like if you
2: walk, you know that there's email money transfer. You can collect. Rent I don't know, but we're
0: old school. There. We uh, we used to do post dated. got a truck checks. with a laptop. You know what our biggest tech breakthrough on rent was when we discovered the bank would take our post dated checks and deposit them for us at they, the beginning. we don't do month. that anymore. Yeah, no, I know, but at that time, <laughs> oh. they did. It, it took us like five years to discover this, and then when we discovered it the next year, it was already like it was we don't do that anymore. Just <laughs> give this all to you. This is amazing. Yeah, we're like, wait, wait a second. We can give you all these checks, and you will just deposit them but then sometimes they would forget it was a disaster it was yeah and then you have to go ask for your checks back or can you deposit it sometimes they deposit deposited the wrong yeah time. I, I don't know I forget now but
1: yeah
2: I missed that that was before you were not missing on a
0: much you weren't really <laughs> missing out on much
2: yeah. I asked them to do that once I'm like do you do that they're like no the lady looked at me like we haven't done work. that in years yeah. <laughs> who told you that <laughs> Well, I heard it advanced training
1: transfer. Do you guys use PayProp or something to get to, so
2: we, yeah, so we collect through our management software. So we, we do direct withdrawal, right? We also still have some um, legacy tenants that pay by e-transfer. We do have one gentleman who doesn't have a bank account and insists on paying us in cash. cash. Oh, wow. Um, those are never he, fun. When he he also has yeah. some plants in the backyard. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh,
0: really? He has tomatoes? <clears throat> tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: making, well, yeah. yeah, it's tomato sauce. Tomato sauce yeah. season. Yeah. Just a little while ago. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so it's one of those. and uh, we're, oh. we're, If you're we're, growing
1: we're marijuana plants in the backyard, I, I don't think your marijuana is that good. I think if you're based on Canadian temperatures and stuff like that, now if you have a greenhouse back there, maybe, but if you're just growing like wild marijuana, you can I can't never get in for it. some
2: reason. He's you know, <laughs> never available. Oh, so he's, never so like, he has more than yeah, just in the backyard. Yeah, he's got the base. Yeah. So oh, gosh. one of, one of those, it's, it's rather interesting. Okay. So, now I went now. to a
1: house that was, uh, that was rented once it was, it was someone I, I knew and, um, it wasn't, wasn't our, one of our properties, someone we knew, but this guy was just renting this house and, uh, I hadn't seen him in years. He was a friend of a friend and I, I forget. We, I went with this I'm one friend, ended up there anyways. He takes me downstairs, he's like, yeah, and watch this. And this is before marijuana was legal. And he opens up the, like, it was a wood paneling, like a secret kind secret of Secret passageway? It was a secret panel into this other room where he had... Uh, move he
2: moved the sconces. He had a, the yeah,
1: he had a bunch of plants. And you couldn't smell it in the house when you walked in initially. So he couldn't smell mold, couldn't smell the plants, anything. But he had a bunch of plants lying there, a little hydroponic kind of grow up for himself. I don't, I don't know how, how much well, weed he got off it or whatever.
0: One, uh, one time in a student rental, Nick, you remember this? Uh, oh, one yeah. student was subleasing their room and we we i guess we allowed it. i can't even remember and i went in the middle of the summer to randomly check on this house and i opened this bedroom that they were subleasing to another student Empty room, except for a plywood box about three feet, maybe two and a half feet wide, three 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 and a half feet tall or so, something like that, with an extension cord hmm. co- coming from the top, going to the plug. And this box is in the middle of the room. So I go over, it has an awkward little handle. I open this box up, one marijuana plant in there yeah. growing with a, light bulb, with a light bulb over the plant that's plugged into our wall. So I grabbed the box, I threw it out outside, and I... <laughs> I guess at this point, like you would just get in trouble for doing that kind of You're shit. Sure and we emailed thing. a tenant. I, think I don't we think emailed... you would
1: because it, at that time it was illegal. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think you So would.
0: I threw it outside and I emailed a tenant and said, hey, by the way, your friend's growing marijuana in our house. Please tell them to stop, and they're not welcome back here anymore. So our agreement to sublease is over. (laughs) But it was like one one plant being grown with one light bulb. Like you sounds legit.
2: Yeah,
0: back then I I think we're much more organized with like leases and addendums. Back then it was kind of I feel like it was wild.
2: You really you realize Kelly Hawks is listening to this and she's shuddering hearing hearing this. (laughs) You like those guys. We
0: tell everyone even when
1: Kelly's here. We tell everyone (laughs) don't listen to what we
0: did. Listen to what to people like you. Like well here's what you're supposed here's best practice. It was better then because we didn't know what to do. So you could actually. To get more shit done faster.
2: You, would, well, yeah. you still
1: can because you don't, we, I mean, we don't manage most of the stuff anymore yeah. so we're not there but we,
2: I, I was unfortunate by the way.
1: <laughs> well, I would still, but a lot of things are just managed the same way. You just can't have to get it done. Like you just, I know yeah. and I know officially <laughs> I get it. There's these rules you got to do it this. Look, when things are being done for the best, it tends to work out. You know what I mean? Now, if you're being a loser about things and you're trying yep. and you're harassing someone and you're doing bad things and you're taking some of their like you you throw the guy's marijuana plant. You, just, you didn't throw it a safe that you didn't know what was in there. You know no. what I mean? Like, like you're doing you're, the you're, right yeah. thing anyway. No, you're so you're ab- not going to get in trouble. Yeah,
2: you're absolutely right. And like what we tell our clients is that you don't want to end up at the landlord tenant board. And what we try and do with clients and tenants that we have issues with. Is that we try and deal with it outside the apparatus of the landlord tenant board because number one It's going to take us, you know four years to get there and number two Once we do finally get there you typically like it's not set up to be pro-landlord, right? It's set up to be you know pro -pro pro-tenant the big bad landlord So we try and do like I mean things like that We've had issues like that where we've gone out of our way and just basically like bluff the tenant Like you get rid of it or you know, it's over four plants or whatever it is uh, or, you know, we can get the police involved, knowing full well that we'll call the police and they'll laugh at us and they won't show up, right? But they don't know that, right?
0: So what yeah, we sometimes own, it's just getting, getting so, it. Well, you just told them. <laughs> yeah, but now. kind of going on to like... I don't save know. that clip and send that <clears throat> everywhere, Jay. <laughs>
2: But I think like, I don't want to put words in Nick's mouth, but one of the things that we always do in our company is like, I, like I strive to, you know, with our staff is treat people like you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you don't want to be that landlord. Like the biggest thing when I first started, when it was just me managing my own properties, I was really sensitive about being perceived. As a slumlord, I never wanted to be a slumlord. So I've always gone out of my way to go above and beyond and do what's right. So it's like putting myself in the tenant's shoes and it's like, you know, you don't have hot water on a Sunday and you have two kids, right? Because, you know, your hot water tank with Entercare or Reliance went out. Well, you look at your phone, it's Sunday morning. uh, Do I really want to deal with that? Well, if it were me, I'd be mad too. Mm -hmm. So why can't I pick up the phone and why can't I make that call? So for me, that's what I tell our staff to do. It's like make the call. To totally. The that's the right, right. Right.
0: Just talking about police there for a second. I'm having flashbacks to two different situations we've had over the years with investors. One where somebody wasn't getting the rent collected and they drove to the person's house and I got a phone call because this was a friend, a personal friend of mine, while they were at the front door with a baseball bat <laughs> with the door open looking to collect rent. I don't know if you remember that yeah. one, they can, I was I know like, dude, stand down. Like you need to back away from the situation right now. And another time in a 12 unit building where someone I know was trying to get out, they were, they, I think they were like dealing meth or something out of one of these apart like apartments and disturbing the other people. And this person was trying to do the right thing and they had just had enough. The other tenants were complaining in these, this apartment building and they had literally just hit their max. So they jumped in a car, picked up his cousin and his brother-in-law, both big Boys and started driving to the apartment building and called me on the way. And I had to arrange a call with them and a paralegal to explain to them because they, they they were yeah. going to go there and get themselves in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So I had the paralegal explain to them legally how they were going to like end up in jail in about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily we got them to kind of stand down and turn the car around and go home. So I'm like, sometimes people's emotions, both on both sides, tenants yep, and landlords just get absolutely out of control and it's just better to go through the land we all complain about the tenant act in ontario and the landlord tenant board but you know what relative to other places it's kind of good that we have this thing i know there's problems and you know rent increases are capped in an inflationary environment stuff like that but some of the stuff yeah actually works
1: yeah and even it like and i know most it's very common for you to label it as as pro landlord and uh pro tenant and I guess like in a lot of ways it, it can be, but in a lot of ways it's 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 equal. You know, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't really it it it's more in the he said she said situations mm-hmm. and a lot of those situations like landlords aren't perfect. You know, there's there's terrible tenants, like there's like there's you know, there's a percent a small percentage of tenants that are really bad tenants and there's a small percentage of landlords that are really bad landlords yep. as well.
2: Absolutely. You know,
1: and we hear about them both and there you know, and I guess I, I do think it kind of leans more towards the tenant, but it's not like you can't um, you know, like evicting for non-payment of rent particularly is usually a pretty straightforward process mm. unless there's, you know, the property's in state of disrepair and this, and, and I get it. There are these small uh, number of cases where it is a professional tenant and yep. that type of stuff. But overall the the problem with it is to me, the bigger problem with land or tenant board is, is the, the wait times, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's a yeah. mess. That, right? that,
0: that freaks me out just about government stuff. Like how do we spend all no this money in anything? Yeah, like it's like we spend all this money in this province and in this country and we have like the basics like healthcare, transportation, tenant, like we have all these fundamental (laughs) things where I'm like, where is our money actually going? Like to this day, I still don't know, two and a half years after this pandemic started, do we have a single extra, a net extra bed in Ontario and do we have a net extra nurse, like one? I don't, I don't talk to anyone know, just, I don't you know just, this
1: number. Yeah. If you talk to people in the nursing industry, they're gonna tell you no way Because <laughs> 'cause they're all but everywhere. how is that
0: not like a number that the media would well, not at, be reporting on?
1: Yeah. I d I don't understand. Well look at right now, you know, the, the Tylenol shortage, you know, yeah. the kids' Tylenol. To try to alleve it right now.
2: leaves another brand. Yes. Yeah. That, that was pretty so, cool the way you did pun. that. Hey, dude, like that, that was that. really that good. Was good. <laughs> I, I, I own stock. And, uh, <laughs> <I'll no. leave. laughs> He's here all week, so, <laughs> isn't he? <Chip> your <laughs> but, but
1: to, so to, to deal with it, one of the things I, I just saw recently is they're going to allow some to come in without the French labels on it. Right. So that's what the government oh, that's uh, the big government thing that they're doing. And I'm like, so that's what you're doing to solve this problem?
0: Like that's mm-hmm. you think that's going and to that's be And that's been part of our be. delay that we get can't get French labels fast Apparently, enough on these I bottles. don't know how much of
1: the delay, but that's that's they're saying there's just that way there's no stopping the import because it's there's new labels or something. And that's those are the ones going to the hospitals. And I'm like, This is what the government's working on. I mean they built they they bought how many extra vaccines that no one cares about, like tens mm-hmm. of millions and we
0: can't get some Tylenol yeah. Like, you know, do a trade. I yeah, know. so the ten board stuff, it would just be to get that solved, like, come on, we have.
1: They've been talking about it for years. Now Kelly did say that they're finally, and I did see some numbers from the tenant board that they're not. <laughs> this is almost so they're not month. as
2: far behind. They're, well,
1: they're not falling further behind. So, so the amount of cases hiding <laughs>
2: themselves on the yeah. back. Yeah. So the, this well, they a, got rid of the fax machine, right? Yes. Yeah. So, they retired yeah. it. Yeah.
1: yeah, but this is. I think it was last month, September, October. It was. I'm pretty sure it was September. The number of new cases being dealt were. Just above the number of new cases being kind of uh, requested, so they're not falling further behind, and they are supposed. Kelly did say that they're, she felt they were actually making progress, finally in hiring and stuff like that. Remember, when, I don't know when yeah. we were speaking yeah. to her last time. she You're was right. on Here, yeah. so I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know where that sits now. That could all be, have, you
0: know, gone. She'll balance. be back
2: soon, actually. So we'll get, we'll get yeah, an so, update on it's that. it's a tough job. Like, I mean, we've we've used Kelly on a, on a few cases, and I just, I just, I'm so grateful for having someone like that 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 you know can navigate our clients through that process because it is it's a frustrating process and then you go through it like i mean we had one in a student rental where it's like you know we had a we had a student with multiple personality disorder nobody oh knew. no way we were able to get him out and then another student sued myself and the owner of the student rental because this kid killed his goldfish so somehow we were responsible and Come on. We, what had did to, they, we, we had to, had to sue what, sue what did they a see for 90, 99 yeah. 99 cents? Oh, it was like it was like there was a, a laundry list of things and we had to go for 4 <laughs> hours at the <laughs> landlord tenant board with Kelly wasting our time. And it was, we were found, obviously, you know, the... You were found not guilty yeah, of exactly, the goldfish right? murder? Yeah, thank, of the murder? There you go, right? But
1: why didn't you give them a $5 gift card to PetSmart and say, go get another gold, goldfish, no? I, I, think it was a matter,
2: of, I think it was a matter of principle. There's a whole <laughs> laundry list of things and it was just four hours of your life, you're never going to get back. So I think like going back to the whole landlord-tenant board and like we always advise our clients to do like to go there because as a property manager, I can't represent you at the board, right? So we have to refer to a paralegal, um and uh, Like that's time that you're not gonna get back and I think we all know you can easily go and make more money But on the time front, you're not gonna get that back No, so if oh, you I- can if you can find ways to make and I've done it cash for keys and made arrangements for you know Let's this isn't working. We're gonna go our separate ways like, you know We'll agree to end the tenancy and in consideration we will give you X like same kind of deal right find ways to find solutions it doesn't involve the board. Yeah, it'll try, make your life a whole lot easier. Yeah,
1: you're right. And, and try to take <laughs> that's the, a mo- the emotion out of it, right? And that's where that's where yeah. you you have to take the emotion out of yep. it to do that because if you just base it, sometimes you base it on just the principle, and you're going to be completely in the right. Yep. And you, you, but you have to just swallow it. And just to make allow things to move on at a quicker pace, which sucks. It sucks to have to do that sometimes because from an emotional standpoint, you're like, no, screw this and screw them. I'm in the right here. Why should I be doing this? But it's just the way the world works, right? You're just gonna if you want to move on, you got to be the bigger person and go deal with bigger problems. Get this
2: one handled and move on. And sometimes you don't have a uh, a choice. So in this case, the tenant brought a tenant application against myself, the company, and the owner, and we just had to go and sit through it, right? And it was just like. You know, it was a complete and utter waste of time and I commend the owner for having sat there and like, you know, stomached it and like, you know, we we built a case and like I said, but you don't have that choice. So sometimes like, you know, and even a week out, the owner was like in communication with that tenant to basically be like, I'll give you this, right? I'll give you money knowing full well that she was in the right if you drop this today and the, the student wouldn't. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, so he could have got, I forget how much the, how much it was, but he could have got money just to let it go and he ended up getting nothing.
1: Sometimes it's the, the advice they're getting as well, because we're involved in the situation right now through the brokerage. So these things come up and it was just a transaction, didn't close, variety of reasons, whatever. But um, it looked like there was a pretty easy settlement to be had. And it seemed like there was very close to this all being taken care of and everyone's like, okay, you know. I wish this didn't happen, but if we, if this, you know, if this settlement takes place, okay, good enough, we'll move on. Then all of a sudden, one of the parties went to a different paralegal, got uh, moved on from his lawyer, whatever lawyer he was using, and went to a paralegal. And this paralegal just drew a hard line in the sand, and, you know, we heard from other uh, legal representatives now, they're like, oh, this guy's just tough to deal, like, just unreasonable, always willing to deal with, you know. Mm-hmm. A pain in the butt to deal with. And now they're just, from what the settlement was about, this guy thinks they can get so much more. And they're just like, it's just a waste, a waste of everyone's of time. time. Yeah. Why, but the person doesn't know that this, this
0: paralegal is just wasting everybody's time. But dragging he's
1: billing he's getting,
2: Yeah. He's just running up the bill. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah totally. Yeah. They,
1: I mean, so there's, yeah. And they don't know. I'm not saying that they don't know. And it's just like, you know, they hear big numbers. It's no different. I mean, it's just every industry. I mean, one of the first properties that I ever sold as an investment property was a flip. And when the realtor came, I ended up listing it with a guy that gave me the highest. He's like, oh, I think I could sell it for this price, which was, you know, whatever, $20,000 higher than anyone else said. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that's the number I want.
0: We didn't know that was just like the most basic realtor trick to get you to list with them. Yeah,
1: like a week and a half after listing it, he's like, hey, I think we listed too high. We (laughs) got (laughs) to drop it by 20 grand. I'm like, what? What
0: Wow, I didn't really And you're signed up for 90 days. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 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 Nine years. So yeah, I learned that one the hard way. Yeah, but anyway, you were going on because what happened with that? Is that why you said that?
1: No, oh, that's that's ongoing. That these things get to, every time there's a, another date, it gets pushed out so long. So,
0: so Jay, once you check the income, we're way, way back to just getting the check. <laughs> what the was income. the original question? <laughs> How do you screen for tenants? <laughs> we need eight hours together to get through it. Um, so you you check income, that all comes back. You underrate the per the deal. <laughs> the landlord approves. You move the tenant into the house. Yep. You're deducting rent by pulling out of their account because you're getting the tenants to sign off yep. saying you're allowing the direct debit withdrawal to, yep. wi- dra- yep. direct withdrawal to happen on the account. Mm-hmm. That's the way you guys do rent collection. And then for your clients, um, how do they get their rent? Is it our time of m- month, a certain number of days after you get it? What's the system there?
2: Yeah, so uh, we pay by direct deposit. Um, I think if we did e-transfers, we'd be <laughs> sending e-transfers all month. Uh, So we pay by direct deposit. So basically, uh, usually between the 5th and the 7th of the month, we're sending the statement and then we're initiating the transfer of funds. And then from there, it's usually two to three business days for them to get it. So usually by the 10th, uh, of the month, depending on weekends and that, they have the rents month. dropping in. Yep. And
0: then, what are you seeing <clears throat> in these areas? Because we started talking about like kind of slower times are between, you know, now we're recording this kind of mid November um, till the end of the year, or end of January is kind of the slowest yep. time for people moving. Yep. And you said you listed out the four criteria location, pictures, copy, and a fourth was price. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? on price um more generally not during like a slow rental period but just in general in ontario right now what are you seeing on rents have they uh, stable because they peaked really high have they
2: they coming down a little bit stabilizing where 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 are we on rents i mean i couldn't believe like in the summer some of the rents that we were we were asking it was astronomical it was insane right like so where
0: are let me ask it this way where are rents compared to like three or four years ago (laughs) where are we now to give everyone a picture not not yeah. against the highest of the highs in the summer because I imagine yeah, that yeah, yeah. didn't maintain. Yeah. Where are we in rents from?
2: So I think about three years ago, like we would say, like on a like on a main floor unit, we've probably gone up six to seven hundred dollars. So what what is month. the actual dollar amount? So I think three about three years ago for a main floor, we were renting it for about seventeen hundred. Okay. Plus utilities, and now it's like twenty three. Now it's anywhere between twenty three and twenty five. Like, okay, we, like and we, that's for we, what, a three-bedroom main floor of a house
0: exactly. in, in, in Hamilton or in, in the Niagara region um, or Hamilton? Yeah,
2: Hamilton, Niagara is probably a couple hundred dollars less, okay. I would say. Not not by much, right, depending on the factors and stuff, just broad.
0: Okay, and if you had to give me the same ballpark for a basement of one bedroom or two bedrooms or something. Probably it's, two bedroom, it's more, yeah.
2: more popular. So we're at about, I would say three years ago, we were probably at about 30. Okay. And now we're at about eighteen. So we're 18. about five hundred okay. dollars. Okay.
0: So you're at uh, four thousand. You're you're just you're a, roughly about worth, four thousand. Four thousand or yeah. so for a house that you're renting out as two suites.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And then what's that? It would roughly be about three thousand three years ago. So it's mm-hmm. gone up a thousand. Jeez. Over. When you think of it that way. And the other interesting thing, like, I mean, I'm sure like people that are posting on, on the different Facebook groups and a marketplace, it's like the tenants are in uproar. They're like greedy landlord, this mm-hmm. and that. And sure. You know, you're, you're gouging and us. I, and, and I like, could see their point. Of us. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I do too. Right. And it's like, so like we moderate a couple of the, the rental groups, one in St. Catharines, one in Hamilton. And it's like, it, it's nasty in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as the admin, like I get people all the time. It's like, you know, like they're, they're like, you know viciously attacking the landlord and at the end of the day i'm like you know and i feel bad and it's like i basically have have just taken a hard line if you're gonna you know if you're gonna take personal attacks you're out yeah like we don't need that and people don't need that it's like it sucks right like i mean what they fail to realize is that that investor bought that house and is trying to provide housing Mm -hmm. for them but they bought it at the Peak of the market. Yeah. Like they bought it for like eight, nine hundred thousand. Like we all know what those. Yeah, it's numbers funny are. you're bringing
0: this up because I was. We're just writing an article for Rockstar members about how in a free market. Prices are basically a representation of an exchange ratio between goods. You know, you have milk, I have apples. We decide that you want some apples and I want some milk. And we come out like with an exchange, one quart of milk for like an apple or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And as a co- an economy gets more complex, sometimes there's a middle thing in the middle. We call that money. And that money is just representing an exchange ratio at a really efficient manner between all these different things in an economy. Mm-hmm. That's basically what money is. But we live in a world right now where the price of that middle thing that we call money mm-hmm. is determined determined. determined by a central bank that just throttles the price higher. It's more expensive by increasing interest rates or lowering it. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the whole economy then goes out of whack because when they just throttle it down aggressively for no good reason, then property prices go way up Mm -hmm. and rents have to go up because... You know, if you yep. jam more and more people into an area like Canada has yep. and you throttle the price of interest rates down for 10 years, you've just introduced a manipulated economic signal that throws everybody into hysterics. Mm-hmm. And then if you go the other way like they have now, and you're like, oh, shit, you know what? It's not low anymore. It's going to be relatively super high. And we go the other way, then you get everybody in the real estate market going, what the hell? I got these mortgages and what's a, by the way, what's a trigger rate? You know, like what is Are these things coming up? And it's because we have this market where we have people introducing regulation and controls without understanding the impacts in the market. They're just trying to save their ass. And it's just unfortunate. It creates this society where people are like nipping at each other's buds and they don't realize why they are. It's just the tenant hates the landlord. They don't understand that like they're playing this game that is being manipulated by people and it's producing an emotional response because everyone's like, I can't afford my groceries. I can't afford rent. Like what the hell's going on?
1: It's also stupid to think that, that one policy is the correct policy for the entire country of Canada. Like it makes zero sense. Right. So what, between what's happened in Alberta over the, the, you know, the, the last few years versus what's happened in, in Vancouver and Toronto. So call, uh, you know, instead sort of Alberta use Calgary versus Vancouver and Toronto or Montreal or Halifax. Yeah, you know, exactly. You yeah. can't, it, you need different policies in different places. Like, you, you know, yeah, and I a, realized
0: it's a complex market. Yeah. yeah. So to, to
1: start doing yeah. these things on that, it just, there's certain things like don't Toronto don't should have
0: been slowed down, but we didn't probably need to slow down Calgary or Edmonton no, at all. That would have been a problem back yeah. then, right now,
1: yeah. now, because we've the prices here have gone up so much there's more demand there from a lifestyle perspective because the affordability is much better right there right but when that changes then what you know so it's just there's always yeah it's just it's it goes back to the centralized when something is centralized when the control is centralized like what you were talking about there's just a lot of challenges with it and and you're seeing them just in, in the last whatever two and a half three years it just makes it very crystal clear to everyone mm-hmm. what these challenges are when we've been in a relatively, you know, smooth period for so long because of, because of some of the, mm-hmm. some of the things that were going on. But the
0: vast majority of people don't understand where this, these challenges ultimately come from. They yeah. don't understand it ultimately comes from the way the economy is being managed. So what they do is Play Jay's landlord. group, they're in a yep. Facebook group somewhere, just pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. But yep. talk to
1: anyone that works in the call center. So talk to someone that works at, I don't know, Rogers wireless call center. As you don't think those people deal with people that think they're the enemy? The person in the call center is the reason their bill is higher, or is the reason yeah, no, their great. phone's not working. Yeah. They only people will only go one level deep. No one goes like the majority of people don't go deep in anything. So they're just like, yeah. it's the call center person. You think the you think the call center person doesn't want to fix your problem to mm-hmm. get you off the phone? So you're not screaming at
0: them, yeah. dummy. Yeah, you know, it doesn't work like that. Just going back to nurses, we were talking with someone in in here jay about just like how much how much you know canadian nurses get kind of poached or attempted to be recruited outside of canada into the states yep. because they get paid so much and i'm like wait a second like again we pay all this tax <laughs> like why are we not just paying nurses way more than we're paying nurses like why are we not like, what are we well, doing? I'll Get a line by line
1: uh, budget, <laughs> you know, explanation of where all the money in healthcare goes. And then I'll tell you exactly oh why <laughs> we
0: sold I sold a student rental with my brother-in-law uh, maybe I guess 10 years ago now. And That's I had, to, I had to pay the capital gains tax on that. And when I saw that check amount, you know, that like I was writing the government. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this, it was an, for me, it was an absolutely a, a huge amount to be in one shot giving the government on yeah. like the sale of one property that they, by the way, had nothing to do with. But, I pay, you know, paid, I, I'm, I'm Canadian and I pay my taxes and I paid the taxes and I thought that probably is going to fill half of one pothole in this city. Like that's where that tax money is going to go. It's going to fill it. It was actually a provincial tax. So it probably didn't even go to the freaking city. Who knows what I got for that money. But But do you remember when they canceled nothing? you, You live in Oakville. There's no potholes here. No, there are potholes. Oh, there's potholes, yeah. There are <laughs> potholes in Oakville. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Hamilton, way more potholes. Yeah, <laughs> drive down Barton. Yeah. <laughs> potholes everywhere. Uh,
1: I don't know what we were talking about. I think I was talking to a, a teacher, so not affected by the strike because he had a teacher, not a support worker in the schools. Um, and we were talking about kind of what was going on with the teacher strike uh, or, or the, I guess, the the union strike. I, I don't know if education, support workers. Education. The, education workers. workers. Yeah, I didn't know what the right term was there. Um <clears throat> And I'm like, yeah, like it, you know, it seems ridiculous that, you know, this in today's world, a two and a half percent or I think for some people is a one and a half percent raise. I mean, that's tough with inflation where it is. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, they should be making more money. But I think everyone needs to sit down and say, hey, here's how much money we have. Where are we going to take it from? Like on both sides. And I come up with a longer term solution. instead of kicking the can down the road every two years. And then what we came up with, what we were thinking about, I was like, do you remember when they canceled that gas plant and it was in South Mississauga? Yeah. And yeah. it co- wasn't the cost for almost a billion dollars. Something get- astronomical. Like I forget what it was. Just think of how much waste oh, we have. Man just think of how much oh. waste we say think of that billion dollars. Like what's the raises that we could give the nurses and the, and the yeah. education workers now, right? Like there's just, and, and there's, and there's like, every year or every couple of years, there's, there's always stories of this, not, uh, not these small, there's, uh, there's a number of stories with small ways, but there's always a big one that comes out and you're just like, what the, hell I don't we know if there's doing?
0: any truth to this, but did you hear about the hotel cost for one, somebody who went to the, was it the Queens funeral or something? The, yeah. It was, like was $6,000 $6, six, six, yeah, a yeah, night yeah, or something. Yeah. And, and they won't even, they
1: won't say, <laughs> they won't who, say stayed. who stayed
0: in there. I'm like. Who was spending $6,000 a night of Canadian taxpayer dollar to sleep? And didn't we go what with I mean, the
1: largest delegation there too? And stuff, we, I right?
0: think we went to the largest delegation oh, for that else. climate change thing so. they had in Scotland. Yeah, I think there was something else. in yeah, Scotland yeah. and Canada had the largest delegation. So is this
2: part of the tenant screening or is this the... Yeah, yeah, you're right, Jay. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 See what happened? Jay, there's, there's, We're basically
2: There's bigger saying, problems in the world <laughs> we need to discuss,
1: yeah. okay? When we hear
0: landlords and tenants arguing, we don't, know they're arguing over the bigger issues in the world, Jay. look,
2: okay, a way to tie it all together.
0: <laughs> oh, But uh, so right now, I know your team has grown. Can you rent main. out a basement
1: for $6,000 a month? That's yeah. the more important yeah. question.
2: I've been asked to, don't worry. Yeah, but <laughs> I've said, I don't think we can get that much, but we'll sure try. <laughs>
0: so what? Uh, so, map out for everyone geographical area. What types of properties do you manage? Size of your team? Give yeah. us the, give us the, the the summary.
2: Yeah. So I think I said earlier. So we are in the Hamilton Niagara region. Uh, we only operate in those regions. That's where I have my own properties. So I know those areas well, and that's where I started the company. Um, so we've been around since 2016, uh, and I have a team of uh, six, including myself. Um we have uh, multiple leasing agents, maintenance coordinator, property manager, um onboarding operations, and then we just hired a couple maintenance techs. So we hired two full-time maintenance techs. Awesome. Um to work with us, right? To give us some um, you know, some ability to try and control some costs cuz like we had the big, you know, conversation about controlling costs. What we were finding is, you know, the elusive handyman is always the hardest to uh to uh recruit, and what we were finding is that they were just not showing up. They were, you know, they were expensive. They were not reliable. So we decided that we were just going to control that. We're going to wow. control the price. We're going to control the cost, mm, availability. And that's uh, a big decision. It was, it was, um, we didn't know if we would have the work for them and we have the work for two, which is great. And, um, um, you know, when we communicated that to our, t- our, our, owners, we are like, we're doing this like in your best interest because at the end of the day, What we do each and every day is about owners, right? It's about making them profitable. It's not about making welcome home profitable. And I always equate it to this. Like if you're cash flowing, you're profitable. If you're profitable, you're happy. And if you're happy, you're likely going to buy another property. And if you buy another property, we hope that we have the opportunity to work together. So we did it that way. And what we do is basically, you know, our portfolio is a mix of single family, duplexes, triplexes, and then we've gotten into multis. So we have a few small multis. You have that, now yeah. got it. Okay. So um yeah, but it's uh every day is a learning experience. Like, you know, going into, you know, duplexes, triplexes, we're like, oh, we got this. And we got like our first couple of multis, we're like, whoa, this is like totally all. different. It's a totally different animal, right? But um, you know, I think we're we've gotten the hang of it, like and we continue to grow. And I think like the biggest thing that we try and do is just we wanna be different. We wanna be customer focused and customer centric and uh, with uh, with property management, it's a tough racket. And, you know, I've told the story before on how I got started with mine. And if you go on my website, you can hear the story and read the story about how I got into property management. And it was one of those stories that hired a property manager, right? Spent more time managing the property manager. It sucked. And I just vowed to do differently. So what I've done, and I'm really fortunate with the team that I've built, because they're the ones that are doing the heavy lifting. They've done a lot of the heavy lifting and helping grow and scale the business and you know providing a great customer experience for both our owners and our tenants
0: yeah cool jay thanks for being here nick and i got up to uh we started a property management company way back and we st- we got up to like 34 doors and i think we broke or 36 doors i, f- I forget how many it was and there's a long story and yeah that. and there's a big story long in, story in there well. good story good story we'll funny story it's a, one yeah day, it's yeah. a good story i think it worked out for everyone in, in the best way possible but uh so congrats because you, you you're doing a lot of great stuff and we know this is not easy work man so thanks for everything you do for uh Um, managing people's properties you teach the class here at Rockstar thanks for handling Rockstar members the way that you've been handling them Um, really really appreciate this man thank you we always get tons which shocks me that a property management class here at Rockstar can get such positive reviews but your class no joke gets always an amazing response
1: wait till you add the foot in the door now man yeah, that's,
0: that's just oh gonna when, you add God, a man, yeah, when you yeah cowboy bo- cowboy boots with uh foot
2: in the door strategy so it's online tonight so i don't know how i'm gonna slide that yeah. in. have to put oh. like foot up there <laughs> yeah you'll I'll, get it in
0: there. um jay and the url for anyone to reach you is
2: yeah absolutely uh welcomehomepm.ca and you can go on there everything is on there our story our background even our pricing so we put our pricing up there in terms of what we charge And we do full-scale management as well as we do tenant placement. So if you're just looking for tenant placement, we can definitely help you. Uh, We help a lot of uh, repeat business and repeat members do that. And then we can do full-scale management as well.
0: Cool. WelcomeHomePM.ca. Jay Shaw. thanks, man. Really appreciate this. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Jay Shaw. You can find out more about his services at WelcomeHomePM.ca. And if you are listening to this and you don't have the Your Life, Your Terms app, you can find it wherever you're finding your apps. You can download it, throw it on your phone, and get direct access to a whole bunch of the content we put out all organized in one app for you. That's it for this episode. Until next time, Your Life, Your Terms.